killed the monster he was within. You know about the moths? I sighed. His online fan club? Yes. Almost too predictable that some group like that would form, right? If the internet has given us anything, it's some idea of how much psychosis goes undiagnosed. Amen. Look, Aaron, you cover a prison beat, so you know how this goes. Parrish has doubtless had a dozen marriage proposals, too. That's true. I don't claim to understand it. I don't know if I'll ever figure out why anyone would want to marry a serial killer. How could anyone ignore what he did to those women before he killed them? And not just women, right? Images I'd rather not recall started flashing through my mind. Body parts, scattered over a rain-drenched field. Parrish shoving my face into the mud, nearly suffocating me. Photos of one of his victims found in the grave he had forced her to dig. I could hardly concentrate on what was going on around me. As if from a great distance, I heard Michelson's voice in the headset. I was vaguely aware that he was saying something more about the women who wanted to marry Parrish, asking me if I had read anything on the Moth's blog or social networking pages lately. I swiveled my chair, stood up, and looked out across the newsroom. A normal Monday afternoon. Everyone else bent over their keyboards or on the phone, working toward deadline. Far fewer reporters than I would have seen even a year ago. But a normal day for these times. I took a deep breath. As the rush of memories faded, my brain kicked into gear. Michelson had news about Parrish, and Parrish wasn't dead, or he would have told me that right off the bat. He wasn't speaking of him in the past tense. I thought about hanging up, letting voicemail catch the call if he called back, leaving my colleagues to wonder why I ran out of the building looking as if I had the devil on my tail. I let the breath out, told myself to get a grip. I sat down again, turned to face the computer. Anyway, Michelson was saying, you may not know this, but when he was first injured, the doctors didn't realize he had something called central cord syndrome. They thought he'd be tetraplegic. But then some spine specialists were called in and they started treating it differently. They stabilized his neck. He was on anti-inflammation drugs and they did several surgeries. Then there was a long process of rehab. Look, Aaron, I really don't... He's walking. Walking? Yes, on his own. And not just walking. He's got full use of his limbs, with very few limitations. Apparently the type of injury he had is one of the few that have such a good prognosis. His doctor says that for his age... He was unusually fit, and he was incredibly determined, really worked hard. I guess the trickiest thing was this last surgery on his neck. They've kept his progress under wraps, waiting to see how he did after the surgeries and with the rehab. Oh, I managed to say. I looked down at my hands. My fingers were shaking. 
I pressed them against my cheeks. It was like sticking my face in a bowl of ice. Yes, his docs say he's doing much better than most patients his age. I stayed silent. This time, Michelson noticed it. You okay? No, I said. I tried again to marshal my thoughts. Um, this isn't an interview, is it, Aaron? Jesus, Kelly. No, just a friend calling a friend. I apologized. He said not to worry about it, then added, Listen, later, if you'd be willing. I bit back a few choice phrases. I'll have to talk to my editor about it. But the anger was good. It drove off some of the panic.